0: Yeah, yes. An audio serial written and read by Daniel Cottier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at yeah yes audio serial on Facebook and Instagram and yeah yes serial on Twitter. Chapter 11. Tuesday, 29th of August, 2017. Jesus Christ. My elbow whacks into the steering wheel, hitting the horn and making me jump again. The red-faced man who just woke me up jumps too. I free my arms from the sleeping bag and wind the window down. This was a bad idea as he screams in at me. You can't park here, it's a fucking driveway, you dumbass. Sorry, I do. I'm cut off by a yawn and two tears fall down my cheeks. This has happened every morning since I went to Kelly. It's part of her psychological magic. I'll be late for work, you moron. Get a fucking move on. I nod at him and try to find the keys, but they're not in the ignition. The guy walks away and is actually pretty good looking. I have morning wood, but right now is not the time. I pull the handle and bring the seat upright. Where are the fucking keys? They crunch under my slipper as I wriggle out of the sleeping bag. The garage door has opened and the angry sexy man blasts his horn, unafraid to wake everyone else up too. I pull out and drive down the one-way street, looking for a new place to park. The clock tells me it's 6.55am, but I haven't adjusted it since Daylight Savings ended. No wonder this guy's angry leaving for work at 5.55am. His black BMW exits the driveway and he sits on my ass as I look for a new spot. I find one and try to do a reverse park, but my brain isn't awake yet, so I mess up the angle. I pull out into the street again and he leans on the horn. Ah, fuck this guy. I pull out and drive as fast as I can to the nearest side street. He doesn't follow me down the little side street. He does flip me the bird as he passes though. What a way to wake up. Another parking spot appears and I slide in easily. The fuel light is blazing so I turn the car off and start to pull myself together. I was intending to get up early this morning but not this early. I peel a few layers off. It was freezing last night so I put on most of my clothes. I can't leave the car idly with the heater. I don't have enough fuel. I turn my phone on, and as the texts roll in, I reef the cask out from the passenger's seat and squirt some Lambrusco into my mouth. It's not the same sensation as the first smoke of the day. Somehow it tastes worse than a cigarette. One sip can't hurt, though. It gives me a nice buzz to deal with customers. I check the missed calls and voicemails from the usual suspects. Ron, real estate agent, and... Celia Mitchell. Hi, just checking you're okay. Can you please call me? Banjo, call me back please. Joe, ring me. Banjo Daryl Mitchell, answer the fucking phone. I turn it off again. I can't deal with lying to mum right now. I'm lying to everyone I meet all day, every day. I don't need to speak to someone with a really good bullshit meter. She won't be any help either. She'll tell me to pull my shit together. Last night, I made a plan, which, as I reread the receipt I made it on, stands up in the harsh mauve of morning. My current balances are $213.22 in my spending account, plus $0.24 in my savings, which equals $213.46. I will get paid tomorrow, which will add 8 times 4 times 23, minus 10%, which equals $662.40, which will take me to a total of $213.46, plus $662.40, which equals $875.86. I can make do with that. I reckon if I can last four weeks in my car and save half of the incomings I can put away... Four times $875.86 less 50%, which equals $1,751.52. Then that is enough for a bond. With no rent and only paying for essentials, I can spend less than 50% plus tips. I don't know if Mark was right and real estates talk to one another, but if they do, I'll just take over someone else's lease. No one ever checks in those situations. So, one month. I just need to survive one month living in my car. I put up with the crushing boredom of small town living for 18 years. I can put up with living in my car for a month. I shed a few more layers and throw a plastic bag of toiletries into my tote. I pretend to smoke on the chilly air as I find my way through the back streets of Newtown, past the house that I accidentally staked out on Sunday night and now reckon is a drug den, past the police station, past the cafes that are our competition to the spot next to the train station where the very attractive man handed me the little card that I'm praying is my salvation today. The glass doors slide apart and an anemic-looking girl scowls up from her phone to welcome me with a decaffeinated grimace. I should tell her about my pre-customer service wine ritual. Hey, I'd like to use this. I hand her the one-day guest pass. She eyes it. Gets up from the uncomfortable-looking stool she's sitting on and pushes some paper at me. Fill this in, please. My heart thumps in time with the terrible music as I answer the normal gym questions, changing my number so they won't be able to pester me. I put mum down as my emergency contact but change a few digits in her phone number too. That's how she knows about the flat. The real estate rang her. I wonder if I'm still listed as Mark's emergency contact. I hope the day comes when someone rings me to say he's toasted himself in the leg press. I'll laugh and tell them they have the wrong number. The anemic looks over her paper. Great, do you know where everything is? No. She sighs. Change rooms are down the hall to the right. Here's a card that will activate your locker. She scans a plastic card and pushes it at me, heading back to her perch. Sorry, can I get a towel, please? They're three dollars. I frown. Oh, sorry, I thought they were free with the trial. She glares at me, grabs a towel that is as tightly rolled as my sphincter and shoves it at me. They're three dollars, but I'll let you have one today. She crashes down, picking up her phone to let me know that we are done. Thanks. My heart continues its erratic thumping as I walk past chiselled physiques. The last time I came to the gym was with Mark. He pretended not to know me when I lost my balance and the weight slid off my barbell and clattered onto the floor. Today's goal is different. It's about cleanliness. As soon as I walk into the change room, I'm met with the overwhelming scent of feet radiating out of the small nuclear puddles dotted around the change rooms. I choose the nearest locker and start undressing. Whenever I'm at a gym, I know that I'm not good enough to be there. I keep undressing and look over my shoulder at the pert butts and chiselled pecs and understand why I feel that way. I need to take a DNA test to know that I'm even the same species as these works of art. The sound system beats out some rubbish song with mumbled lyrics and a lot of bass. I wrap my towel high around my ribs and realise I have my own share of bass at the moment. I know I'm stacking it on when I have a bum. At the moment, I also have a matching muffin top and a case of fat face to go with it. No wonder the guy blocked me the other day. I grab my essentials and lock the little cupboard with the plastic card. Mark always used to lose these, and then the same day he'd buy a new one, the old one would turn up in his workout shorts. It was like clockwork, it drove him absolutely bonkers. He never seemed to realise that always happened after we'd had a fight. A guy drops his towel as I walk past, and I sneak a glance at his naked body. If Old Testament God could smite me for homosexual thoughts, now would be a good time, because I'd quite like to die standing next to this specimen. I demote myself from a 6 to a 4.2. One of the shower doors is wide open, and the man inside looks over his shoulder at me. I gaze at his body, but neither of us can maintain eye contact. I choose the farthest cubicle and shut the door, hanging my towel and releasing my stomach. I twist the taps and sweet, hot water runs down on me for the first time in a week. It Is heaven. I stand under the jet and let its warmth spread through me. If this gym was open 24 hours, I would just stand here under the jet until starvation took me. After a moment of quiet, unadulterated bliss, the imminent threat of work occurs to me. I open my eyes and piss on my feet to keep the foot fungus away. The piss is bright yellow against the shiny white tiles. I turn my head up and take a gulp of water. I'm not hungover, but based on that piss, I will be in a few hours. I pump the body wash unit and go to town on my underarms. Yesterday, they smelled so bad, I wore a jumper all day. I was on coffee and it was boiling hot, but I kept the jumper on as a scent screen. I've given them wet wipe and deodorant showers, but today I'm going to give them the attention they so desperately need. I look down at the shiny tiles and my reflection has formed in the watery puddle. I wave at it with my right hand, but nothing happens. A few seconds too late, its left hand waves back. I examine more closely. The reflection doesn't have a muffin top, nor is his penis circumcised. My hand shoots down for modesty's sake. It's the guy in the next cubicle. He's looking at me. Oh shit, can he see me? I wave again and he waves back. I feel weird, but also aroused. He starts to run his hands down his abs, down until he too reaches and begins to tug on his... No! I shift and the droplets distort the puddle, dispersing the sexy reflection. You are here to get clean, not make yourself more impure. Shut it down. I turn and face the wall, wash myself off and do a sniff test. Armpits need another go. I lather up again and can't help but turn back to see if the sexy reflection is there. The shiny tiles just show two taps and a shower head. I wonder how often Mark saw reflections. No wonder he wanted to come here all the time. Fucking knew he was cheating. I do another sniff test. Passable. I stand under the jet and brush my teeth, then take a swig from the small bottle of mouthwash. I swill it around and swallow it down, shuddering as the minty freshness cleanses beyond its intended scope. I count backwards from 60 and pray another reflection will come. Then it occurs to me, if they do, mine is not the reflection they intend to see. I cut the water and dry myself off. I don't deserve to be here. I better go. Yeah Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cottier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yeahyesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in Thursday for the continuing adventures of Banjo Mitchell. Thanks for listening.